you think about playing Mario Brothers, um, when you got coins in in Super Mario, you didn't keep them. Okay. Yeah, you did, but you couldn't do anything with them. Right. right? You just collected them. Yeah, you them. turned off the console and that, your console gone, was done. Right. Right. Now, imagine then that you could take them out of the game. Okay, so you buy them. Or you collect them. You go through and you earn, you know, Mario's jumping around and you, okay. you're getting coins. And then those coins are accumulating in your account. Okay. You can take them out of the Mario Brothers game. Didn't know that. And exchange them for real world dollars or for real world assets. Oh, I'm down with that. Let's go. Welcome to the Disruptance Podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric Forney and Michael Bounds. Today, I want to disrupt the way I think about money. So, Eric, oh man, like what what am I missing here? Like everybody's talking crypto, everybody's talking Mario Kart, everybody's talking about all these things. Web three, Web three. Where do I start? Wow, that's a big that's a big uh, that's a big topic. Okay, that's something so, to pick the little the the yeah. thread. Well, we were just talking about before we started to give some people context. We were all just talking for about twenty minutes about crypto and what like there's a real estate or something sold in the metaverse yeah. at, in Decentraland for two point four three million dollars or equivalent to six hundred forty four thousand mana coins. And then that's when Michael's head blew up. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm just like, I feel like I'm missing something and it's in the room. Like there's a yeah. huge elephant in the room. Everybody sees it but me. So I'm trying to get clarity. Yeah. Well, the good news is that not everybody sees it for whatever it's worth. Um, and I say that only because um, like when we look at the adoption curve here of like crypto and blockchain technology, we're still roughly, I think probably 1998 or so. I would say last year we were looking at like 97 and there's actually like you, you can look online and see the adoption rate of wallet users um, and, and crypto um, buyers compared to the internet in in the early nineties. And so I still think that we're in such an early phase of adoption. So the good news is no matter how late you think you are, you're actually not all that late. Um, now, would you have been better off to have been, um, 24 months ago or, or even more than that? Yeah, of course. However, um, I think the good news about this, and this is, you know, purely speculation. However, I think that in this particular market that we're in, in late 2021, we'll see less volatility than what we saw 12 months ago, of course, than what we saw three years ago, because adoption is increasing. Right. So think about it this way is that, you know, in, in 98, 99, you know, we saw dot-com bubble burst, which related to a ton of volatility in the like speculation of what the internet was going to be. We're going to see a ton of speculation. We already see it of what the future of the internet is going to be in crypto. However, um, I think we'll see a little less volatility than we've seen in the past. Crypto seen 80, 90% drawdowns in prices um, at least twice this year alone, we saw a 50% pullback in July. So I think that because of this now moving um, culture trend to the metaverse, 
we're going to see less volatility. So I think it's actually uh, a positive or, or will play out to be a positive because it will de detach itself from Bitcoin. So, all right, that's my disclaimer because my concern here is that someone like apes into um, crypto or apes into the metaverse, which is, which is not the smartest way to do it. If you actually want to like keep, keep your money does right. ape men ape in mean all in yeah like okay. when you just, like, you just got degenerate talk yeah sorry you just so. like fomo into it like <laughs> yeah. i do that a fair amount well i'll like ape into something like you'll get like super excited about something and and shortcut the like research and put way too much money into something that is just like yeah falls it's a dog because <laughs> what happens is these things usually come out of like when when a new project launches, typically what happens is people will ape into it, and so it goes way up in price, right. and then it falls, right? And somebody's left holding the bag until it gets um, to be popular again or goes back up in price. Sometimes it never goes back up to its original price. Okay, so you usually want to not like get into a project way too early to where it loses its value. Okay, so what do you need to know, or what? Wh where do we want to start? Because this is such a big topic. Michael, do you have any specifics? Otherwise, I can. Yeah, so um, I, there's a there's a lot there because uh, we're talking we're talking metaverse. Yeah, it's kind of we're all talking. The same thing. Yeah, so like that's the problem is that we we don't have clarity around. I, it is. It's all the same thing. Everything is converging into like. It's the same thing we're running into our business. Yeah, everything is converging into one thing. So what is and I don't even think our minds understand that we are at the brink of a new internet. Not at all. I, I know. I know that we don't understand. And anyone who does, uh, who thinks that they understand, is just um, just predicting what they what they believe the future will look like. Remember, it, I, you know, if you had told someone in 1995 that you could use your phone to um, to look at cameras in your house and call someone on video. And also pull up the weather and then set your alarm and change your thermostat and look at your doorbell and also order pizza and see where the driver was. No one on the planet would have ever believed that that was something that was possible from a phone that at the time was plugged into a wall with a rotary dial and a long cord. Yeah. Not a, no way. Yeah. And so to some degree, uh, we have no idea uh, what it will look like 20 years from now. However... Um, the way that the metaverse and crypto kind of like work together. And I, sometimes I, I hate to use the word crypto because it, um, it implies currency and, and people don't necessarily understand currency to the fullest. We oftentimes right. think about, but we think yeah. about it in our fine focused, but when you think of currency, you think of the the blood in our, in our veins, like it's crazy. Like anyway, go ahead. You're right. No, go for it. So like the, well, this is the tough part of currency is really is an ambiguous word. Right. And when I think that when, when people think about what currency means is that we rarely associate the exact same image or the exact same meaning to it. So I think currency being like a medium of exchange, like a dollar right. or a yen or, or, you know, a, a accepted, um, government currency however there is like social currency um, there are a lot of things that are actually um, currencies that we never take into account that are not government approved or mandated currencies for right. instance it's easy to pick on you tyler like 
Yeah, in just talk th- about playing cards. Yeah, yeah let's playing cards. Let's it. do this. So, <laughs> in your world, cards have a currency to them. There is a social aspect of the currency inside yep. of a network of people who collect or play or trade cards. Yes. Okay. And so there is a there one of so the the more desirable the card, the higher the value. Because it one, it socially signals that like you have something that is yeah, unique that, and desirable. I'll give you a prime example. So, um, I now I talk about them a lot, but that that company called Fontaine. Yep. So they know they were they became aware a couple of years ago of how much people buy and then resell their cards because they sell out so quick. Well, they sealed up decks of cards and called them Fontaine Futures knowing that the price is just probably going to go up on those decks. Wow. So they, so they released a certain amount of these and then just recently for their black Friday special sold just a batch of them. They're worth more money if they're sealed Oh yeah. out of the possibility that there might be one of the decks that sells for like five or $600. So, but by keeping it sealed, you don't, you don't know. So then that <laughs> sealed one sells on eBay for like 130, 150 bucks. Just like that. Like, yeah. Same, and it, and it's, it's printed on the exact same deck of cards that you would play like beer pong with. Yeah. Dude, it wasn't that long ago. We were, we were, we were sailing across the world for salt. Yeah. Yeah. And we're sitting here talking about like, we were sailing 100%. across the world for salt. And so that, that I was, I had that moment. So currency can be anything is That's in right. essence what you're saying. Yeah. So, it so think about currency could be um, chips in a casino. Right. Right. It's because we know that that's the accepted currency inside of one casino. No, you can't take those. You can't take the MGM chips over to um, Caesars, to Caesars and, <laughs> right. and exchange when, them. Right. They're not the accepted currency of that game, that casino verse. Right. Okay. And so when you think about currency inside of metaverse or currencies inside of like a game, you cannot take a currency from Decentraland and exchange it in Sandbox, two separate metaverses. Think of them like casinos. In fact, Decentraland has a casino inside of the game of of the central and the metaverse. Okay. So love it. So I didn't have clarity around that. I thought there was just one metaverse and they all kind of was going to stitch together. Imagine them like casinos where you can take that. You have, you have a token. It's a game. It is a game. That's right. You literally just go in and you live in a game. Correct. And what's weird is that it is a game and yet not a game at all because there really isn't like an objective necessarily in those two games. Okay. Or those two metaverses, you live there, almost like um, your 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 character lives there. Your like video avatar. game avatar lives there. Yeah, so they're almost like a Sim City would be. Okay, where you can. The difference though is that if you think about playing Mario Brothers, um, when you got coins in in Super Mario, you didn't keep them. Okay. Yeah, you did, but you couldn't do anything with them. Right. right. You just collected them. Yeah, you them turn off the console and your console gone, was done. Right. Right. Now, imagine then that you could take them out of the game 
Okay, so you buy them. Or you collect them. You go through and you earn, you know, Mario's jumping around and you, okay. you're getting coins. And then those coins are accumulating in your account. Okay. You can take them out of the Mario Brothers game. Didn't know that. And exchange them for real world dollars or for real world assets. Oh, I'm down with that. Let's go. We could do that. Like nobody's explained that to me like that. Yeah, I don't know why this is like it's the it I'm, I'm 41, so I don't really think about like you know what I'm saying. Like you know what I'm saying. You so know, like, a large part of this is is because it's hype and hyperbole, right? It, yeah. It's all about like thinking about possibility instead of extrapolating it to something that is actually what we know already. Something we've already done, yeah. like bridging that gap. Yeah. Okay, so I'm clear about that. I love that. That's clarity. And That's when you think about what you own digitally, what you own digitally is basically nothing. There's the, the belief is that you, you digitally, you only own one thing and that's a domain address. And even that you have to continue to rent yeah. and pay for typically. So with the idea of that's, that's what we would consider to be like web two is where everything is rented or borrowed or copied from companies in these companies, let's if we were going to insert um, you know, lingo and jargon here, we would call them intermediaries. Um, so these third-party companies or intermediaries are the ones who are the medium of exchange. They're the they're the trusted middle person. So um, you own your you don't own your Facebook profile. Right. Facebook does. Right. It just so happens that they are allowing you to use their platform until they decide to deplatform you, right? Right. And so in Web 2.0, you are borrowing your digital identity. You're borrowing your Twitter account. You're borrowing your Facebook profile. Everything is used on someone else's platform. And, and at any given time, someone can choose to no longer allow you to use the platform. Right. And, and this, that's obviously not political. That's just fact. Right. And so um, it like you've been you've been in Facebook jail before, I think. Right, Mike? Like, no, I've no? never been oh, in okay. Facebook jail. I'm um, pretty, yeah, I'm pretty. Oh, good. I know a lot of people who are in Facebook jail for things. Yeah, you know, I've never like, been in Facebook jail. It's and crazy. so so you can be in Facebook jail. But in Web 3.0, you you couldn't. And that's because you own everything yourself. So are we in Web point? We two? are in Web two currently. Okay, so when did, when did Web one go away? So Where's that? That's the Web one was a was, passed us by without us ever paying yep. any real attention. They they say Web one ended in two thousand five, and they is the one source that I looked at. They basically, <laughs> they, because that's when you could start people started like writing blogs um making their own content and such essentially and then being able to make money off of it Got and it. then 2005 also is like when myspace started so like it the personalization of the internet right started. like it was a big deal to to create a, a website like in essence your medium was the web was websites yeah. versus social media like yeah. now that's and it's it was just like prior to that it was just like information based got it Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So web 1.0 would have been like a bunch of information pages hyperlinked. Got it. To each other. Got it. Just this network. Well, yeah. Network, yeah. Almost like a library would be, you know, you, you could, you could cross reference, um, multiple hyperlinks across the internet, but, yeah. but there was no, um, there was no like creator aspect of right. it where, where things were actually more interoperable. So, so currently we're in this web 2.0 space. And the concern of course, is that 
in Web 2.0, one of the concerns is that we're still not really democratized okay. in Web 2.0. You know, at any given time, in theory, any like your Twitter account can be shut down at any time. There's, uh, you know, think about how China can can decide to ban the internet. They just when. did that. Yeah, they choose. literally just did that. Yeah, put and Russia. Russia just did it. Um, they anyway, they had some apps down there that they made it to where you Google and Apple could yeah. download them. Yep. And so, so in Web 2.0, it really is uh, less democratized control. Uh, so Web 3.0 then becomes a whole new amalgamation of ah, everything. It's like a, it's like um, kind of like a democracy. It is. That's right. The yeah. Uni- like. It's going to take the players like Facebook and it's going to like disrupt that. Correct. I see it. Okay. And so when you think about what, so then, all right. So if I'm tying a bow all back together on this, I'm saying, okay, this is how crypto and web 3.0 connect is that when Satoshi Nakamoto wrote his white paper in 2008, who I say it's a he, that's it's presumed to be the case. Um, When Satoshi Nakamoto wrote the white paper in 08 about Bitcoin and blockchain, um, the entire intent of the white paper was to democratize the financial system by not giving one person or one party any um, ability to control and influence the, the use of currency without getting a consensus of the majority. And so it changed. The goal was to um, create a democracy or a consensus of agreement on how money would be utilized. And so the entire thesis was that man would be corrupt if um, given the opportunity to be corrupt without fail over time. And in this, so this took place during the Occupy Wall Street and 2008-9 financial collapse was the Satoshi said that basically mathematics was the only thing that we could rely on to be incorruptible. And so because of that, if there was a way to make currency that was incorruptible, immutable, and verifiable by the masses, that it would save humanity from its own corruption. And this was the birth of blockchain as we know it currently. And so Bitcoin set out to to do that initially as a monetary currency. Well, then... Vitalik Buterin and others created Ethereum, which then set out to essentially eliminate third-party companies as the trusted third-party intermediary. Therefore, you wouldn't. The only reason you use a bank today is because you trust that when you walk into a bank, that the bank will give you your money. Yeah, intermediary. That's right. They're right. the trusted third-party intermediary to give you your money. However, Vitalik and the other seven founders of Ethereum had the belief that you could eliminate the trusted third party and rely instead on mathematics if you could create a code, a smart, a contract, a smart contract that would say when you put your money in, you essentially get a receipt, an IOU, right? that says, Mike, you put your currency into this vault, this smart contract. Only Mike can come back and redeem his receipt for what's inside of the vault. Right. We, we call that, that a wallet. That's right. We call it a wallet or some, some would call it a vault because it is in essence, you're putting, you're taking your assets, you're putting them into like the equivalent of a digital bank vault. Okay. And you have the keys, you have the code, you have the ability to access that and only you. 
And um, you could even layer in additional like security measures by having me, Tyler, and you have to all three come together and agree to open the vault to get you the contents of it. Therefore, someone couldn't secure. Yeah, that's right. It, yeah. it adds that layer yeah. of security. That's right. So, um, because then someone can't just hack your wallet and then get access to it without the two of us also agreeing to give our access to it. Okay. So when you think about then now you've got the genesis of the blockchain, you've got smart contracts and then web 3.0's intent is to give democratized ownership of the internet and the future of the internet to the people mm -hmm. all over the world if they so choose. And so all of that happens inside of these random metaverse worlds in which people choose to occupy if they want. So Decentraland and Sandbox are the most commonly used ones right now. However, there are new ones coming out seemingly every day where, um, where the, the like growth of them or the benefit of them will be based on how many people choose to, to exist in that metaverse and how active they are. And so community becomes the sustainability and the value of the token inside of that metaverse is the more people that exist, the more people that have characters, avatars, players, people, whatever we want to call them mm -hmm. inside of that community, the more valuable the currency is that's exchanged in that community. So this is the question that I have. So many. I'm going, do you go to the, you go to the metaverse, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So like, do you, like, what does that look like? <laughs> um, what do you mean by that? Like, like, um, so like, if they're games, yeah. Do you like? I, I'm trying to understand. Like, do you do you actually play a physical game, or do you not have to play the uh, play a game? How would you compare it to Minecraft? Yeah. So okay. So oh gosh. All right. Here we go. So I'm gonna try. So there's two different op there's almost two different things that you're saying all simultaneously because i don't know what yeah, i'm talking yeah, no, about like so I, that's where my ignorance yeah, is like i don't i want to understand it <laughs> it's such a <laughs> it's such a big it's such a big topic okay so uh, think of metaverses as digital worlds that you exist in similar to like you said a minecraft or similar to like a sim city sim Kay. farm whatever okay then you have also you have what are what are considered to be like totally separate play to earn games. So I'm going to go back to Mario and say you can play Mario and you can earn the coins inside of Mario when you're playing. Right. When okay. you go through Mario, you jump, hit a block, get a coin. You can take those coins out of Mario and like there are in, if this were if Mario was a play to earn game. You could take those those coins outside of Mario and you could exchange them for dollars because someone it's might... It's like going to Dave and Buster's. That's right. Playing video games yep. and then they give you and real give cash. You, that's right. They give you tickets and those tickets... That's what... Then, yeah, you can... For real cash. That's right. That's, that's right. That's what I'm trying to understand. Yeah. Okay, that's one. That's one. That's a play-to-earn game. Okay. And so there are there's this whole new, like, growing sector of play-to-earn games because... Right now, um, video games, 
you can buy things in them. Actually, using real world dollars, you can go in and buy things inside of video games. Okay. The money that you use to buy things inside of a video game goes to the video game manufacturer, the 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 company. Right. So the company is and the they're one trying who gets to break really it up. That's right. Decentralized. So that's instead right. of the game making all the money, the people the make people the money. make the money, and the that's players, what the two community. to three is. Yep, that's right. So two is the money gets put into the game and the game maker. So that's where I'm messing up. Where I'm messing up is there's a transition from two until three. That's right. And I'm I'm conflating two and three. Yeah. Because okay. We're at the transition. There's a because tra- we're in the transition. That's right. So okay. So I want to get clarity. So right now, as I can go in play games, I can put money and then I can get I can cash in my chips. Yeah. Did not even. That's something that's totally new to me by the way and so <laughs> and so if you think about building okay. a community the community is is um stronger when everyone has an incentive to make the community better by staying in the community okay and so where decentraland or where sandbox or where these other metaverse like worlds are um are in what happens is, is that when you think about it, if we consider this to be game theory, the the participants of the game are of of the metaverse are incentivized to play the game more, okay. because they own currency, they own land, they've invested in the game in the community. Therefore, okay. the more they play and the more others join in, okay. the value of it, it goes up. I see it. I see. I know what you're. I I get it. So okay. I don't want to conflate anymore. So right now, people are playing video games. They pay in. They can get money out. It's like Dave and Buster's. That is what. That's what the metaverse is currently. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yep. And so, there's multiple casinos. Correct. Got Think it. about it that way. Okay. Yeah. Casino being the metaphor for um, thinking about it like one casino chip is the currency of that casino. I got it. The yeah. Caesars has its own its own chip with that denominates its own currency and and so then it be now then what what facebook is slash meta is saying is that basically they're going to become a metaverse company because they understand that it in web 2.0 where facebook currently exists is going to be outdated um got it antiquated because right now they control Correct. So now what they're going to do is like, hey, we're going to provide the platform to where you can build this new new universe, digital version of yourself inside of a more interactive and a more immersive experience of Facebook. So I get why all the meta there's all these other metaverses and now they're like Facebook jumps in. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, this thing is a thing. Yeah. I get it now. Like, so like. You have all these people and you're investing. So do you, so how do you get into the, so Facebook is going to be the facilitator of this third version. They want to be, they, my belief, they won't be however they want to be. And I say the reason that they won't be is because, um, Facebook is really trying like Facebook entering in as a metaverse is actually just improving the experience of web 2.0. Because Facebook is still the intermediary party with control. Right. And the entire thesis of Web 3.0 is democratized 
control. And it seems like Facebook would still want control. They control. Would, of course they would, right? Yeah. And so, so it's kind of empathetical to what the actual that's right. goal is. That's right. It's that's right. It it, it is actually the the antithesis of everything Opposite. Web 3.0 sets out to be, which is giving power back to the people instead of power to the larger corporations, the oligarchy, so on and so forth. And so the the thought is that most people believe that that are already early adopters in the space don't believe that that Facebook will have a legitimate um, metaverse experience because people won't want to continue to give people give Facebook control over their their digital persona solely because there is no other real right, option. Yeah, yeah, there isn't. And so when there becomes other options, then people will not give Facebook their full access and control over their digital persona. And so things like Decentraland, Sandbox, Wilder World, um, Blocktopia, all of these other metaverse um, ventures will likely take uh will likely give democratized ownership of each person's digital persona owned by the individual rather than owned by the company right the way to, the way that is expected to happen is by having in a currency inside of each metaverse inside of each digital world right and so if you own your own currency and own your own digital persona you can choose to deplatform yourself and go away if you choose, or you can choose to take your your person and be dormant. You could choose to, you know, look look any way you want, have, fly, own a yacht, own real estate, all kinds of things. I'd be able to grow a beard. You'd have your beard. <laughs> You'd have your beard going. The avatar that I want. <laughs> Um, so I want to wrap this. The social up. experiment. The social it, experience is different. It's yeah. So think about that. That's one of that's one thing that like now just take you how Facebook is a social network, right? It's set out to give people the ability to socially interact with each other. It does that by having a static timeline, a static feed. It does that by having pictures and videos, but it's not immersive. Yeah, it is really no different than reading a book or than like Web 1.0. Right. Largely, like when you go to your Facebook feed, it is the equivalent of kind of a it's a website. A, yeah, that's right. It's just a website. Yeah. So then Web 3.0 would be would give you ownership and then immersive social experience, which means you could put on your VR headset or you could put on AR glasses or AR contacts and have a more real life experience. So I was thinking about this before we went on and I'm like, this changes business travel. Heck yeah. I don't need to go to no. Europe to, to do business travel. And arguably I don't even need to go there to like do a tour of a factory. I don't need to go there to do diagnostics on, um, you know, right now NVIDIA is doing this with BMW. They don't need to go um, to the BMW plant to to do any like you know testing to see about like whether there's inefficiencies on the production line if they can do it with an immersive experience using um, VR or AR where they can basically put on a set of glasses or yeah. in future contacts and be in the factory 
Right. Simulating some of the inefficiencies inside of a BMW facility. In real time. In real time. time. And then then extrapolate that to a social experiment. We don't need to necessarily be all... uh, Facebook would be so antiquated from a social experience. 20 years from now, Facebook is going to look like MySpace. That's right. They have no choice but to evolve. Their meta change is their attempt to preempt... Right. The disruption of social networks. They're trying to disrupt. They're trying to Zillow. The, That's right. They're, they're trying, trying to, to disrupt, disrupt themselves, the, which is the right play to make. That is the play to make. Because yeah. the thing is, if they don't, they're dead. Right. Yeah, Someone they're else will. So this is their only play. Correct. And so either it works or it doesn't. Correct. Yes. Yep. And then, uh, so we'll dive into some more specifics about AR and some of the coins and games next episode. But Mike, what was probably one of the biggest takeaways from this so far? Man, I got a lot of clarity on this. I just didn't even understand, like, I didn't understand the video game component. Like, I didn't understand where... I just didn't understand it. So I'm 41. So like I try, <laughs> I try to avoid that stuff. And so to be honest with you, um, I got a lot of clarity on this episode. Thank you for sharing that with me. Well, it's crazy because think about the way that you make money. I'm going to go back to Super Mario's because that's what us uh, old people can understand, right? Right. <laughs> so when you think about playing Mario Brothers, you would get like the fire suit, you know, you wear like yeah. Mario, I don't know, shot fireballs or whatever. Yeah. That was an upgrade from the regular standard Mario, right? Mario started little and then he got big and then he got, he got a mushroom, he got a star. Yeah. Got a, yeah. He got different suits, right? You got a flying suit, a fire suit, all these things. Now. Imagine that you could upgrade that when you you started as small Mario, then you got big Mario, and you got your fire suit. Maybe as you um, maybe the fire suit is worth three coins or five coins okay. or ten coins. Let's say it's worth ten. You can sell the fire suit to someone who's who's just starting and wants to not have to go through the progression of small Mario, big Mario to fire suit. They could they could for ten coins buy your fire suit from you okay that you earned so now you've earned this video game upgrade that you've sold to someone who just joined the game okay you could then go and continue to progress and get more suits that you can sell that's how you accumulate a war chest of of coins okay and so you're getting your your wallet is growing in monetary value because yeah and then you go cash out yeah I mean, it just, and then another thing, it blends in. I remember going into college. It was a new, it was a new time where uh, they started having like chat rooms. Yep. And I was like six foot six. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I was, I was like built. I was like, you know, you know, dreadlocks or whatever. Yep. And you get to be who you want to be. So That's right. it's kind of like they're blending those things and yep. then you bring money in and then you can take the money out. So I that to me gave me mad clarity. I didn't understand that. So thank you for that. 